I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, we are joined by Dan to talk all things Arsenal. You can find him on Twitter at the underscore jersey underscore fits. Uh, Dan, the last time we spoke, we were both pretty confident that our teams would finish in the top four. Did not end up happening due to what was just a catastrophe of a back half of the season for most of the teams chasing top four, but Arsenal obviously included. But I do believe you finished with more points under him than you did Wenger the year previously. Uh, if I'm wrong, feel free to correct me. Uh, but if I'm not, what did you make of this season on the whole? Um, you are correct. We finished with 63 last season and 70 this season. Um, but the year was very up and down. Um, we started the year with the whole 22-game unbeaten run, which had quite a bit of luck in it but who cares it's a 22 game beat and run it was fun um had some decent results with the draw at home to liverpool uh but win over tottenham at home um and then going into the christmas period and around january we really fell off a lot um lost some games we'd like to have won and it was looking really quite dire at some point going into like february um then we were able to get a 1-1 draw away to Tottenham. Uh, probably should have won it with the Aubameyang penalty at the end, but uh, did get a draw, which is a decent result. Then beat uh, United, and United started choking. Um, and Chelsea started, you know, whatever whatever happened to Chelsea, where they just no one wanted to play with anyone. Um, got into a very good position by the end of the season, and everyone thought we'd finish top four. Um, reasonably so. We had a relatively easy schedule, but a lot of more away games. And if you followed... Anything about Arsenal this year, you'll know that. Or Emery at any stage in his career. Or Emery, yeah. And really ever under Emery. Arsenal the last two years can't win anything away from home. Um, What was it? Got a really hilarious win over Watford away, which everyone thought that might be the one we needed to get. Um, But then lost at home to Crystal Palace, 3-2. Lost to Wolves away, 3-1. Lost to Leicester away, 3-0. And that was the week where... It looked pretty bad, but we still have a shot, and then we drew it home to Brighton, and that was just it. Um, really, really disheartening end of the season. But we did also make the Europe League final, which is still upcoming and will ultimately play a massive role in how the season is perceived. Um, so yeah, there's still still a lot to be written, but what is written has been very up and down and um, could end up looking pretty terrible. Yeah, out of curiosity, what would you give it a letter grade for for the year? Yeah, so I think it, like, the whole Europe League final. If we win, I'm going to give it like a, a B, a B plus. Um, if we lose, it's probably a D. So right now, I guess I'll throw it in the middle like a, a C yet to be determined. But Yeah, we'll, um, get, to, we'll really, get to transfer stuff yeah. in a little bit. But um, I'm sure you saw that David Ornstein tweet that it's $40 million of transfer yep. budget if you don't win that, which is actually something I talked about um, a couple of weeks ago on the full show was 
I feel like people are understating just how damaging it is to both United and Arsenal to continually miss out on the Champions League. Yeah, I think it's even more so to us because even even with United losing some money, they are much more of a commercial juggernaut than we are. Um, it it is clearly very important that we make Champions League, and if we don't, it's really bad, really, really bad. Um, and it uh, it's really up in the air if we will because I don't have a great read on the Chelsea game on the Chelsea final because you know Chelsea are weird. Um, everything surrounding the game is weird with the whole Mkhitaryan likely yeah. won't be able to play. Uh, no fans will be able to be there because it's they're only getting each team six thousand tickets and it's an insane journey to get there and bad things might happen. Um, so everything surrounding that game is weird. And Chelsea on top of weird. all that, it's hard to predict finals. Yes, too that too. It's hard to predict one game. Um, I think we have a reason. I think we have an advantage in the fact that Sorry will likely play in Emery's hands. Um, We'll see if that's enough, because they also have Eden Hazard, who is the best player on the pitch. And when you have the best player on the pitch, that is helpful. Um, maybe not quite as much as in some other sports, but it is still helpful. Um, he could definitely win them the game just by himself. Uh, so yeah, uh, it really it's not understanding if the entire season hangs on that one game, which sucks. But that's uh, it shouldn't have been that way, um, but it is now because we choked away at the end. we choked away uh, Champions League at the end. So. That's the position we put ourselves in, and it's going to be a stressful one. Yeah, it ended up being that way for both, well, for all of Tottenham, Chelsea, and Arsenal, where they were in yeah, a situation. Yeah, it, it was the race for up. six. It wasn't the race for fourth. It was the race for six. Yeah, and then see see who can pull off the uh, the final win. Although the yeah. way it's broken out, you know, if you are able to win that, then all of them will have made it through anyway. And kind of this whole narrative of none of them wanting a top four spot will be very moot in hindsight. Yep. Except um, United, but. Well, oh well, they were already out in the uh, yeah they've uh, they've been out for finals. a while because they were yeah 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 to Barcelona. Um, all right. Uh, so there were definitely highs and lows, as you mentioned. What would you say was the highest high and the lowest low of this campaign? Um, highest high was probably the win over Tottenham at uh, the Emirates because um, that was at the tail end. I can't remember if actually at the end. I think it was like the last game of the unbeaten run. Um, we were looking great. It was, it was really, really December, good performance. If that helps at all. Yeah, it was early December. I can't. I think it was. I think Southampton, like the game after, um, ended it. Yeah, or it was Southampton. It wasn't the game after, so it was the tail end of the unbeaten run. Um, we were looking really good. Emery had an excellent game on his own. Um, he really showed his managerial chops. Um, then oh, it was after that. It started going down with the disappointing draw at United. Then losing to Southampton. But at that point, it was things were looking great. Great win, obviously great to beat a rival. Um, that was definitely the high. Um, the low is it's either it's one of the game. It's either the game at pa- at home to Palace or uh, bright against Brighton. Um, it's one of those. Um, I'm gonna say Palace, but if you told if you told me you thought Brighton, totally fair. Um, really, if we win one of those two games. Tech, if we win one of those two games, you know, now we just add on three points. We're in the Champions League. Um, that's not quite the same because Tottenham likely would have um, given a bit more of an effort on the final day, but you know, it would have been possible, and we would have been in a very good position if we'd won either one of them. And we lost one, drew the other, and that was really just just the point when everything went horribly wrong. 
Yeah, the, the wheels kind of came off there, but then, like you said, Tottenham, the wheels went off uh, what February through March, and Chelsea yeah. just seemed to be winning one, drawing one, or losing one in consecutive patches. Um, for you, uh, what was your goal of the season for Arsenal? Um, I don't think we had a clear cut one. Um, off, of, I think I'm going to go with the Lacazette one against Napoli, the free kick um, mm. and the away leg. Um, that was absolutely shocking. That went in. Um, and he's not really had that many free, like he's clearly has good technique. Um, but I'd never really thought of him as like that kind of free kick specialist, especially from that kind of distance. Um, and it was absolutely crucial in the season. So I'm going to go with that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure if it was a standout one, but that was a very good one. So I'll go with that. Fair enough. And then, um, who would you say was your player and young player of the season? I, I imagine up front, it's, Actually, quite a bit of a battle, considering uh, you kept rotating and eventually playing uh, Aubameyang and Lacazette together, and obviously the uh, former ended up joint Golden Boot winner. Yeah, so funnily enough, actually, if it was if we were talking about this when the club was doing like the player of the season things, I actually would have given it to Leno, the keeper. Um, he had a very good season, but after that, um, Aubameyang went on a run and kind of not single-handedly helped us into the final, but fair, did a very good job getting us into the Europe League final, uh, won the golden boot, kind of. Um, so I'd give it to him at the end. Seems fair. Who, who would you give and the I, Young Player yeah. of the Year award to? A young player is Gunduzi, unquestionably. Um, he was a shock and a very good one at that. Um, I guess Torreira would also qualify, who was good, also good, fell off the second half of the season. But I, one, I think Gunduzi's more of a shock and just kind of is more of a young player of the year award to me. I don't know. That's just kind of my thing. I don't like that people like Sterling and Hazard win young player of the year. I think it's more, I think, or it's like a rookie thing. So Gwendozy qualifies more in the spirit of the award to me. So I'd give it to him. Yeah, absolutely. Fair. He's still not as good as Harry Wings, but that's fine. We won't get into it now. We got to um, fight. We're going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, part of the ups and downs, and, and we mentioned the away record as well, were because of Unai Emery, who at times made questionable changes at times they worked at times they didn't um the way he utilized the squad left some fans questioning things especially around lineup announcement time um curious to get your takes on Emery's first year and and what the future looks like assuming he stays um so I don't I don't think it was great I think we are a worse team I know we had seven more points but um pretty much every underlying number says we're worse we conceded what was it we conceded two more shots this season per game or per game we took two and a half fewer um we had a significantly worse or expected goal differential um last year we were plus 23.4 this year we were only plus 7.5 um underlying numbers had us worse than wolves um i really don't think it was very good and i do not think i do not expect this to be the case but if it was up to me i would fire Emery after the season regardless of the Europe League final um this is kind of and I I admit that that could be harsh especially if we win but it actually kind of just comes back to my general decision making process almost um it actually came up in American sports recently with um the Sixers coach Brett Brown um there were reports that he would be fired if he didn't win a specific game um and that game ended on an incredible shot where uh, the ball bounced like four times to the rim eventually went in but so my whole thing is like if your decision making process is based on whether that ball bounces left or bounces right, then I think it's wrong. If he's your mm-hmm. guy, you keep him regardless of the result of that single game. If he's not your guy, you get rid of him result or regardless of the result of that single game. 
and I'm kind of bringing the same thing to Emery. I think he's kind of a known quantity, and I think that known quantity is a Europa League level coach. I don't think he really um, did anything to dispel that this season. He is really good in big games, but he's just not proven to be good enough in all the other games uh, that I really think he's where we need to go. Um, and yeah, I, I would not stick with him. I do not expect that to be the case. I expect him to get a second season regardless of the result, especially if we win. Um, and I do admit if we were to win, it would be kind of harsh, but it's just kind of like, why are we sticking with this guy who I do not believe, um, is going to make, is going to get us repeatedly to our essentially like baseline goal, which is top four. Um, and I, and well, as I don't necessarily have a replacement in mind, which is, you know, a fair criticism. And for longtime listeners, you'll know that I backed Wenger a lot based on the fact that I didn't like who was going to be a better replacement. And just to like, you know, uh, clarify any hypocr- possible hip- hypocrisy there. The difference, I think, is I think Emery's baseline is more like fifth or sixth, which is not getting us to the baseline that Arsenal should be looking for. Um, ultimately, we are we do have a four or five, we, we like a top four wage bill, top four in terms of revenue. Those are the good indicators of where a team, quote unquote, should finish. I don't think he's going to get us there. The difference was Wenger was repeatedly getting us to that baseline. Um, and after he stopped doing that, I changed my tone on that. I don't think Emery will continue to get us to that baseline. I don't think he's a great coach. He's a fine coach, fine Europa League level, but I don't think that's what we should be aiming for. So I think we should move on. I don't expect us to, but if I was in charge, that's where I'd be going. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, like you say, the lack of a better candidate is always a very important thing before just getting rid of your manager. So you can see is that. There, um, Conte is technically still available. I have no idea if he has any interest in Arsenal. But true, yeah. I think he's football, really interested in Italy. Yeah, I think it, yeah, do do you like think Roma? Arsenal fans would tolerate Conte's brand of football? It's not any, be- it's not any better or worse than Emery's. Hmm. Interesting. Um, do you think this squad is particularly better than f- third to fifth? in the Premier League, or, or do you think it was all down to management? Uh, I think the squad is flawed, but I definitely think it can get to third or fourth. Um, like, I, and some of this isn't even on Emery. I think the appointment of Emery was kind of a super overreaction to Wenger, but that didn't necessarily fit what the squad was. Like, the squad was extremely top-heavy, full of attackers, and we went with a pretty defensive-minded coach, mm. which I think was a mess-up in the first place. But that doesn't change what we have now. Like it is still Shouldn't gotten sorry. Like, I mean, I wouldn't have wanted him because of other off the field issues with him, you know, the homophobia comments and all that stuff. Um, but if we are just evaluating him as football managers, yeah, sorry would have fit much better. Um, 
I think if, if you flip Sari and Emery, they would both do better jobs at like the opposite clubs than they are currently doing because they just fit them much better. Yeah, it, it was definitely interesting to see the, those two both come to the Premier League at their at their respective clubs. Interested to hear that that you do think that squad is good enough because it does just feel like there are enough weak points throughout it that you could get those those results where. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying you're at the same level of, of West Ham, but no result surprises you when West Ham play. Like they could win 3-0 against City or lose 3-0 against Bournemouth and you wouldn't be shocked by either. I just feel like Arsenal have a little bit of that to them. Um, I Yeah, but our baseline, our, just, our attackers are just so much better. Um, like as good as Fluffy Anderson and Marco are now. Oh, I, I'm not saying you're yeah. at West Ham's level at, at any yeah. way. I'm just saying like that, that yeah, tendency I, I think, is there. Yeah, I see that it's just i think our attackers are generally just good enough to lift us yeah just like I, over the season the you'd four. think they would and especially like that. and like my opinion would be different if like the top four was like you know third and fourth had like 78 and 79 points and we happened to be on like 76 right. that's different but that wasn't the case true yeah just a point shy although i will say um it is incredible that the races between Tottenham and Arsenal are always seemingly this close. I know. Over the last like decade, it's a point or it's goal difference or, you know, less than a win at least. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, just crazy how, how that keeps narrowing. And you would have thought that the attackers would have been enough to carry you on the season. But yeah, maybe, that, that maybe it was other... those weeks that Emery didn't figure out how to use both that cost in the end. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the other issue with Emery is a big a big issue is we just don't take that many shots. We took, I think, um, I think it was the eleventh most shots, in the, like eleven most shots per game in the Premier League. That's insane. Like we took fewer shots than Crystal Palace, fewer shots than Everton, fewer shots than Wolves. Um, what was it? Fewer shots than Southampton. That's not acceptable, um, yeah. especially considering the players we have in attack. It's just not acceptable. Um, and that, like, like I said, Emery's very good at big games. He's very good at, find, at finding other teams' threats and, like, kind of stopping them. But he never really found a way to create a consistent attack that would work week on week on week against the smaller teams who are going to sit back. Um, and it's, that's never been something he's been particularly good at. He's always been more of a reactive manager. He's never been particularly proactive. And when the there's so many games that like everything is so close there's so many good teams um every point counts and not being able to just kind of wipe away the lower clubs is a really big deal and he just never he didn't prove that he could do that with an extremely gifted attack and just it literally is just taking that few shots is unacceptable and that's really really worrying Mm. yeah you ended up seventh in shots on target but significantly below that in total with 467 um what do you think the long-term future of Mesut Ozil looks like? Um, it's probably, unless someone from China wants him, he'll probably be at Arsenal um, because no one's buying him on those wages. He's not going to want to, like, theoretically, I guess, some club in Turkey be like, yeah, we want Mesut Ozil, but he's not going to want to leave. Um, he likes London a lot. I, don't I saw his agent gonna... yesterday came out and said that, you know, he's, he's committed long-term, and I saw somebody yeah. else be like, he's committed to his wages long-term. He's committed to his wages in London, yeah. Um, like there's no reason for him to leave. Um, the only, like the, the, the question isn't, should we sell Ozil? He's not really sellable. Um, the, the question is, should we loan him and then like also subsidize like a half or more than half of his wages, which that's when it comes to the question, like, is that worth it? Yeah. Like, sure. uh, Adebayor did back in the day. Yeah. Essentially like one of those. 
Um, I'm not sure that's worth it. Um, so I think his future is at the Emirates. Um, he had a pretty disappointing season. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes, but I think it is at the Emirates. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, uh, with him staying and potentially not a lot to spend in the transfer budget, but you can obviously, uh, inflate that number based on outgoings. What kind of motion do you think we'll see within the squad this summer? Um, I think Mustafi will probably go. Um, there have been rumors of a, about uh, Barcelona want, wanting to pay uh, $70 million for Lacazette. I don't know if the whole Griezmann thing has any effect on that. Um, if we get anything like that for Lacazette or the rumored you know, $80 million for Aubameyang from Real Madrid, as much as I like those players, they're very good. Take that and try and reinvest. Um, uh for as far as further outgoings, Licksteiner's already gone. Um, uh, Xhaka is. I have no idea if Xhaka's going to stay. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves, and I wouldn't be particularly upset about it. But I also wouldn't be particularly upset if he stays. He's fine. Um, yeah, he's fine. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure on the outgoings. Uh, for other than that, um, as far as incomings. Uh, we need a center back, we need a left back, we need a winger, maybe a central midfielder. Um, can we get all that with 40 million? I don't know, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, and if you're in the Champions League, that's what, what, basically 50 million extra? Maybe it's up to 60 now, um, which could obviously make a big difference. But then you'd also yeah. need to invest in a lot more players to, to kind of get back up to that depth. Um, yep. Well, yeah, it'll certainly be interesting to see how that all shakes out this summer. Obviously, the next part is kind of based on what does happen in between now and <laughs> the middle of June, let alone the beginning of August. Uh, but what kind of expectations do you think there will be held within the uh, fan base and the board for next season? Um, expectations will probably be top four again. Um, We'll see whether those are reasonable, but I think those have to be the expectations, um, especially from the board. Because, again, ultimately, if you're Arsenal, you have this money. If you're not shooting for Champions League, at least, what's the point? Like, there's no reason to be aiming for fifth. Um, so I'm sure those will be the expectations. We'll see if those are reasonable. Um, I think they should be, especially if Chelsea have to sell Hazard and can't buy anyone to replace him. Um, I think that's pretty... And, and if United keeps Solskjaer, who I don't think is good... Um, I think those are reasonable, and they should be achievable. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think a big part of it for both you and us is um, what happens with Chelsea. Yeah. Because if they moved on from Sarri, Lewis Hazard, have their transfer ban and stuff like that, it would look like next year would be pretty easily City, Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal, and then Chelsea United in a notch below that, but... We will see in time. All right, that'll do it for us today. Dan, tell the folks where they can find you over the summer. Uh, yeah, you can get me on Twitter at the underscore jersey underscore fits for lots of Arsenal, um, hopefully happiness, but, you know, it's Arsenal, probably not. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on, and I'm sure we'll speak soon. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.